The group stages are finally over and we're heading into the round of 16 this Saturday, beginning with our first kickoff at the Johan Cruyff Stadium in Amsterdam. Fair to say, now is when the real tournament begins. Today on the pod, we'll be discussing all of the upcoming fixtures and filling in our bracket predictor for the coming rounds. We're hours away from kickoff and so much to talk about. Get ready for an hour of stats, facts, debates, and bust ups from me and the boys. Exciting stuff to come. It's pub time Euro. Let's get into it. Suddenly, Richard's flooding back. Chance for Cristiano Ronaldo! 2 2. Gareth Southgate, the defender. It's been saved! And here's Gascoigne. Brilliant play! Oh. Another opportunity. A little deflection. Carries it in again. Oh, it's unbelievable! Kick. Here comes Edit. Not got much help. Oh, he doesn't need any help. How about that? Through for Balotelli. He was onside when the ball was played. Can Balotelli get a double? He can! And he smashed it! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pub Time Euro 2020 podcast. The show where we give you our football insights and analyses. For the Euros 2020 tournament. Today we're joined by just three of the original four in myself, Martin, Joshua and unfortunately Philip couldn't be here today. If you don't know the group yet, we're a beginner podcast group who discuss the latest football updates. We'll also have special guest appearances throughout some of the future episodes as well. Feel free to check out the previous Euro 2020 episodes on Spotify or Anchor. Also, Please feel free to follow the podcast on Twitter at PubTimeFooty for the latest updates and notifications. Right, let's get right into it. So, Wales, Denmark, Italy, Austria, the Netherlands, Czech Republic, Belgium, Portugal, Croatia, Spain, France, Switzerland, Germany, Austria, Sweden and Ukraine all sealed the spots in the final 16. And, well... Let's jump right into it and start discussing some of the games to come. Let's start us right off with Wales versus Denmark. What do we think could be playing out here, Joshua? This could be um, a real dogfight, in my opinion, because it would be fair to say that they're both equally matched. Because they both are fairly strong in their football, but they also have um, a lot of flaws. I think personally that Denmark could do the job. You know, ever since that final game against Russia, they really showed their quality. And I think that Wales, while they are good, they do lack a bit of, um, you know, they're very reliant on, on like a, a key figure like Gareth Bale. So I think if Denmark could manage to, to pocket him, then I think that Denmark could easily capitalise on that game. What do you think, Martin? Um, yeah, I agree with Josh. I think Denmark is really good as a team when Wales kind of uh, lacks the skill and, you know, tends to just kind of trust Bale. While Bale's a really good player, I don't think that he will be able to make the difference. So Denmark will probably be winning with 2-1, something like that. I can see that happening here. Yeah, I, think, I agree with you. I think on paper, it's too pretty weak teams. I mean, there's not a lot of big names in that game, maybe except for like Gareth Bale and Hoiberg or something, Schmeichel as well. But I think it's two teams with a lot of passion and who really want to 
go through and do well. And I think Ramsey and Bale, when they play together, that Wales attack is really threatening. But on the other hand, Denmark are playing with three centre-backs who might be able to deal with it. I think that's going to be the big question of the game. Will Wales be able to trouble the Danish defence? If they are able to do that, then maybe Wales have a chance. But other, if that doesn't happen, I think at some point during the game, Denmark are going to get a goal from somewhere, quite likely. And I just sort of, I'm sort of, as well as you guys, I'm sort of looking at Denmark as the favourites. But let's move on then to the second game, which is Italy taking on Austria. Um, I'm going to go first here and say Italy 3-0 Austria. I, I think Austria are a good team, but they're not going to offer that much against the likes of Italy and yeah, I think Italy will roll over them quite easily. Uh, so, what, what do you guys think, Martin? Um, I agree that Italy will probably win, but I wouldn't underestimate Austria. Like we've seen, you know, games like before where you know the underdog just comes out with so much energy and kind of just surprises everyone and maybe is able to score a quick goal. Like just one example from World Cup last time: Japan, Belgium. Like, no one expected Japan to win. It was kind of the same situation here. But they just came out with so much energy and they run a ton. Um, and they made it really fucking, <clears throat> really difficult for uh, Belgium to win. So, Italy will probably win with, like, 2-1. But, you know, it depends on Austria's tactic and, you know, how much they want it, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Josh? This should be an easy one for Italy, in my opinion. I mean, no disrespect to Austria, but um, Italy are clearly the better team, so they should be taking this game easily. They are the content. They are favourites for the final as well. Also, that Italian team has more has more influential and key figures that can work that can help the team work as a team, while as Austria, you know, they're very reliant on their on their attack. So I think that. You know, if we if we match the Italian defense versus the Austrian attack, I think it should be easy for easy for like Italy to to take a three 0 win. Yeah. Um. But let's move on then to uh, the Netherlands taking on the Czech Republic. Um. I'm going to start you off, Martin here. Um. Yeah. That's just a win for the Netherlands, in my opinion. Like. I've seen them play uh, some games, two of them, and they just played really well. They played with so much energy, and their attack is looking so dangerous. The only thing that kind of scares me off uh, for the Netherlands is their defense, you know, because Van Dijk isn't there. But so far, they've been holding up pretty decently, except for uh, against Ukraine, where they kind of got scored on twice really easily. But, you know, I don't think Czech Republic has the, like, the players to, you know, endanger the Netherlands by a lot. So I think that's an easy two or three zero here for the Netherlands. What about you, Josh? Yeah, I should say that I have to agree with Martin as well because the football that Netherlands have been playing has been has been amazing, and you know they have a lot of good players like um, you know Wijnaldum, Depay. Dumfries and uh, Frankie De Jong, who are all very attacking, and they and the football is amazing. 
But yeah, the the defense is a bit on the on the on the ropes because they can give up goals pretty easily. So I have to agree with Martin there, but I think that they should be able to get the job done. I don't see Czech Republic being too strong in this game. So. I've been doing this the entire time, but I've I sort of rate the Czech Republic. They sort of play in a way as a unit, and I think we kind of saw that in a way in the England game. And even though they lost, it was a pretty early goal from England, and I mean, this might have been England being ahead and being sort of confident in that, but. They didn't have that much, that many shots after that. Like England were limited to five shots, three of which were on target, whereas the Czech Republic had seven shots, one of which was on target. Like it's not, I think they kept them pretty quiet. And I'm not sure with the Netherlands, I think it's going to be that one where if the Czech Republic can get the first goal by whatever. A Dutch defensive blunder. I mean, then I think that they might have a chance because they're good defensively and they might not be as easy to break down as, say, the likes of North Macedonia or Ukraine. I I, I genuinely think that. So I think the favourites very clearly are the Netherlands, but I'm not entirely counting the Czech Republic out, I think. Um, but let's move on then to the next game. We're sort of shooting through these because we've got eight games to go through. Uh, what are our thoughts on Belgium versus Portugal? This is a big one, and I'm going to uh, hear your opinion about it first, Joshua. Yeah, this is the biggest game of the lot. I mean, when you look at these two teams, it's hard to tell who's going to win. It's seriously hard to tell. Because the attackers are amazing on both sides. You have Lukaku, you have Ronaldo, you have De Bruyne, you have Fernandes. Um, so I think it'll all come down, even the defence as well. Midfield and defence. I know Portugal's a bit, uh, you know, they both have a, have a decent defence, but they both have been slipping up le- uh, lately. So I think it'll come down to whoever can show up on, on the night. Because that's what it's all about, you know, even if that means, you know, grabbing a pen or two like they did against France, you know, if if that be the means, then so be it. I think that, personally, I think Portugal will just about edge it. No, no offence to, to Belgium. Very capable squad. But I think that, the you know, judging by how their defence has been lately, I I think that's what's going to cost them. But I, I think it'll be like a close 3-2 sort of game to Portugal. Also, you have to remember that, you know, Portugal do have clinical finisher, finishers like um, Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandes. I know he hasn't shown up, but he's still very capable. Uh, Diogo Hota. And, you know, they have very attacking full-backs like Rafa Guerrero and Jao Cancelo if they choose to utilise them. Yeah, that's a fair point. I'm going to go ahead here and assume, Martin, you might be of a slightly different opinion. So what are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, Josh, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Belgium, in my opinion, I'm obviously very biased, but I think they're going to win. And it it might be close, but 
you know, it depends on how Belgium plays, in my opinion. I think they will win. No, not, I wouldn't say no matter what, but we've seen those games where Belgium just plays on a different level and just, you know, like, like against Brazil, where they the whole team is just doing everything right and then, like, they just, you know, they can even beat Brazil. But so far, what I've seen from Portugal is just pretty shitty games. Um, and, you know, to be fair, Belgium has not played their best game so far either. But, you know, and so Portugal, if you look at their goals, right, you know, obviously they have Ronaldo, who's just an amazing player. But, you know, their goals so far have just been penalties or, or counters. So I think Roberto Martinez will be able to, you know, come up with a plan to stop their counters. And if Belgium doesn't give away any stupid penalties like France did, Belgium should be able to win. Because in my opinion, Germany's and Belgium's play style are kind of the same. We rely kind of on our wings and we, we really want the possession. And I can definitely see the same uh, see the same thing happening as Germany, Portugal. So, yeah, I, I cannot see Portugal win this, but, you know, obviously I'm biased. Personally, I think that the Belgian defence isn't going to hold up because I've seen them and yes, it's not that convincing, honestly. It's not that convincing. It's... Look, I, I agree with you. It's not like a, a France defense, right? Even though France France don't have the best defense, that's what that's what's cost them lately. Okay, what what team has the best defense then? Because oh, every single defense has Italy. been kind of wrecked. it has to be Italy. Come on, they haven't uh, lost. They yeah, haven't but a single they game. haven't really been challenged a lot, right? If we look at Belgium's defense, right, no problem, absolutely no problem against Russia. Obviously, Russia is Russia, right? They're not that good. Then against Denmark, you know. We make one actually at the start of the game. I agree with you. We were pretty, pretty bad, but I think that was just because. Of but how, still, you, you know, took how energetic Denmark was playing, and obviously Jason Denier, you know, came with that pass that cost us to go. But it's almost a hundred percent sure Denier isn't playing, and except for that one pass, he actually played a really good game. And no, we but have, you we you were really dominated. Defenders as well, right? We have Vertonghen, we have Alderweireld. Then for in the middle, it's probably going to be Vermalen, who's experienced as well. And in my opinion, they're fast enough and they're experienced enough to just, you know, counter Portugal's attack. I'm just going to pull up some stats from that game, uh, Denmark versus Belgium. Yeah. 52 attacks for Denmark as opposed to 24 to 25 to Belgium. You're proving my point. 22 attempts to De- to Denmark and one Belgium goal. only had six. Exactly. Yeah, so it, it just shows that Denmark so if, don't if have decent finishing. If you look at the amount of attempts it, Portugal has had, you know, how, how many do you think they're going to score? And don't forget, we have Courtois, just saying. Yeah, and, and Portugal have Patricio. He makes yeah, amazing sure. saves. But it, look, I'm just saying, right, Lukaku, De Bruyne, our players so far have, you know, even though we haven't been playing that good like everyone expected so far our players like just look at Lukaku they're so in form like Lukaku is just ready to break the whole defense no if undoubtedly you, undoubtedly look, look, look at Pepe right right he's Pepe's play style is to play very physical right so far we've all we've always seen him try to be physical against every single striker he's nothing to Lukaku like Lukaku will literally put him behind him will turn around and Pepe will fall on the ground and we'll see kind of like the same thing happening as happened to uh, Finland. I'm not no. doubting the Belgian attack by any means. I think that, that that's going to be the key asset during the game. But what I think is that, I think that Portugal, 
you know, Ronaldo is so capable of just about anything. The guy can do anything. And he also has players like Diego Jota and Bruno Fernandes. So I think but that... They don't play as a team, bro. They don't, but like, I mean... I'm going to agree with Joshua here that Portugal has the better squad. Now, having said that, that squad isn't playing as a unit. On the other hand, we have Belgium, who have scored, I think it's seven goals from an expected goals of four. Now, that's saying they're sort of lucky or they're really good at finishing, one of the two. And I think in Belgium's case, it might just be that, you know, Lukaku's pretty good at finishing. And I think that could really punish Portugal as well. Like, I don't see if the Portuguese defence, if the Portuguese team would be playing in a league, then I think they'd sort their stuff out sometime November. They'd start playing as a team and then they'd go on to win the league ahead of Belgium. But in this competition, Portugal isn't really playing as a team. And I'm sort of struggling to see how they're going to deal with Kevin De Bruyne. I'm just, I just don't really see that. But on the other hand, I don't really see Belgium coping that well with Ronaldo. And... That's a bit of my problem for the game. I think neither defence will actually be able to cope that well with the other one's attack. So I think it's going to be pretty even and it could be like one of those where it ends up 3-2 one way. Like Usually we don't see a lot of goals in the knockout stage, but I think this one could be a bit of a goal fest for me. I think probably Belgium will edge Portugal for me, but Portugal have the better squad, so if they play as a unit and like play really well together then they're going to win but for me it's probably belgium i mean i yeah, i, I said that. that as well i said as well uh, i said 2-3 to to portugal but i agree with you there um very even match squads and the attack what at the start you said it yourself that you've picked belgium to win yeah, team. but I it's and, and I've watched I've watched Portugal games with you, and every single time you've just said it yourself, Portugal is just playing like shit. And obviously they have a ton of good players right now, but they yeah, like I said, they don't play as a unit. So if if we're able, which is obviously very difficult, but if we're able to control Ronaldo mostly without offering up too much of our defense, we're going to win pretty easily. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I agree. Good. I did predict Belgium to win the whole thing, and I did say Portugal looked pretty dull. But we also have to remember that teams change, you know, strategies change, lineups change when it comes to the round of 16. Because in my opinion, this is where the tournament really starts, the knockout rounds. You know, last year, last time as well, we saw Portugal come in at third in the group, but then they went on to, to, dumb, to you know, to get to the final and even win it. So I think we could maybe see something again. You know, it, it all depends on how you how you come out at the round of 16 because you technically have a clean slate starting now. Because, you know, up to now, you've won the group. You can you can have won the group, whatever. But it all depends on how you play in the round of 16. So I think, it, yeah. yeah, Portugal, I think Portugal won't exactly play. You know, Portugal won't, won't look at themselves the same and say, we can play the same football. They'll have to change it. And I think that's what they'll have to do. And I think that's what they will do. And I think that's what's going to put the edge against Belgium. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be a difficult game to predict. 
and I think we've heard some good opinions and some good stats here. So I think we'll move on to Croatia versus Spain, where I think for most people, Spain are the favourites. Would you agree with that one, Joshua? Did you say Spain are the favourites? Yeah, I think I think I had a look at the odds, and I think they're one of the highest predicted teams to keep a clean sheet in uh, the round of sixteen. Personally, I I fancy Croatia in this game because it's you know I, it would be fair to say that they're fairly matched because they're both pretty they look pretty poor this year. You know, Croatia, in my opinion, have been a little bit better, but that squad is really old, and I think that's what. I think that's one. You know, it's very, it's like a very old squad versus a a fairly young squad. But I think, and I've said this before, Spain lack a good striker. And no offense to Jared Moreno, he's he's decent. Yes, I will admit that. But Alvaro Morata, I've said this time and time again, he is not a decent striker for Spain right now. And you know, he's missed chance after chance, and he's missed. He even missed penalties that were, you know, on a plate for him. He's missed so many chances, and in a, in a crucial game versus a team like Croatia, I think Spain need to be attacking. They need a good striker who, can, who they can rely on. And if they play Morata, I don't think it's going to work out for them. Um, and, you know, besides Morata, they have Jared Moreno, and I can't see... You know, if he's the only striker, I still can't see Spain going through because Croatia's midfield is so strong. That midfield almost acts like an attack in some senses. Modric and Perisic, for example. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, do you, what, what are your thoughts on the game then, Martin? Um, I actually think this is one of the interesting games because it's pretty equal. Um, I do think Spain is probably going to win. Um but, you know, both teams, our expectations for them were pretty high, right? Croatia, you know, they played, got, got second at the World Cup and, you know, they have a really good squad. And same for Spain, you know, we're finally actually expecting something from them again. But then both teams have kind of let us down. Um, but, you know, I think the last game uh, gave Spain a lot of confidence. Uh, you know, they scored five times, so, you know... I, I, before that game, scoring was kind of the problem. And then they just come out there and score five goals, which is, in my opinion, just going to make the difference in the confidence game. Uh, and Croatia so far, have just they're not confident at all. You know, they tied Czech Republic, which in my opinion, you know, it's was a pretty bad performance from them. And Spain just has the better overall squad. They play together as a team. You know, Josh is obviously right about Morata being a pretty shit striker but there's other players on the field um, and I, I definitely think Spain will probably go through yeah for me it's one of those where I think Spain is the best team but I think that how the game will be played might suit Croatia what I mean is Croatia have a lot of really technical players but most of them are pretty slow there's not a lot of pace in that squad so in terms of say counters or being a really energetic team that's not really Croatia Spain probably could be but they choose to keep possession a lot I think Spain have like average 67% of possession so far or something crazy like that uh don't quote me on that it might be wrong but it's high anyway um 
And I think it might just suit Croatia that Spain like to knock the ball around. They're not going to be utilising their pace that much and they're going to look to sort of build up slowly, which sort of allows Croatia to be a bit more technical, I guess, and they don't have to worry about maybe these quick counters just as much as they might have with with faster teams that uh, play more counter-attack-based football. And, I mean, I think it's going to be if Spain can break down the Croatia defence. If, if Spain managed to play with good possession, create chances, and Morata finally like gets a goal, then I think they're good. But if it goes to half-time, nil-nil, and they just don't really break down the Croatia defence, then I think it could be it could be tough for Spain. And Spain have missed a lot of penalties recently. So if it goes drawn onto penalties, then that could also be then Spain will be going into that without a lot of confidence. So I think it will be one of those if Spain can break down Croatia, which they might, but at the same time they're not necessarily going to. Then they'll be fine. Otherwise, I think they might lose either through a late in the game Croatia goal or through penalties, to be honest. Uh, that's my view on the game. But should we move on then to France versus Switzerland, where I'm going to say 1-0 to France. I don't think there's going to be a huge lot of goals here. I think Switzerland are a better team than, say, Austria, I think. There's a lot of promise in that team and they could cause some problems. But then I think the French squad is just way too good to concede to Switzerland. And I think there's going to be a pretty low scoring, but yet confident win for France. Or what do we think, Joshua? I'm hoping, this might be a unique take on it, but I'm hoping that maybe Switzerland can take the win. Because from what I've seen... France, they haven't they haven't impressed me at all. You know, they tied to Hungary. They got a one 0 win over Germany through an own goal, and then they they tied to Portugal. I mean, like for a French squad that we that came into this tournament highly rated, they haven't delivered and they haven't lived up to expectations. I think it's I think they're overrated. I think that they go in with that same attitude and mindset against Switzerland, it might cost them. Because Switzerland are very capable as well. And I think one player in particular is Shakiri. It doesn't matter who he's playing against, but he's, he's amazing internationally. And I think that if France go in with that overconfident mindset, then Switzerland could take the edge off. Because their, their midfield, even though it's not the best, there's still some decent names. They have some decent players. They have Shakiri, obviously. They have um, Granit Xhaka, who's pretty decent for the national team. They have um, Embolo, who's very attacking and good on counters. So I think there are a lot of ways that Switzerland could punish the French. But we do have to realise that France are... They do have a capable squad to see them through this game. So that's something that you also have to keep in mind. So I should hope for a maybe 1-0 win to Switzerland. But at the same time, I could see how it's a 1-0 win to France because I don't see France scoring more than, like, two or three. But pretty pretty low scoring yeah. in your mind. All yes. right. What about you, Martin? 
Um, well, obviously, I think France is going to win, but I don't think it will be a 1-0 or 0-1 because um, this is how it's going to go, in my opinion. right? So France is you know, going to take the offense from the start to be the dominant team. But I think Switzerland will be able to score first with like a beautiful goal from Shakiri, who is, in my opinion, one of the best big tournament players. We've seen him you know, shine in almost every single big um, tournament. And I definitely think he will be able to score or give an assist to one of his teammates. But then at the, at the end of the game, France will probably then win with 2-1, maybe 3-1, but I, I doubt the 3-1. I think they'll just uh, you know, score twice and then lock the game um, like they've done a lot of times and it works really well for them. So, yeah, I, I think there's no doubt France will win. Um, but I do think Switzerland might be, you know, be able to score one goal. Yeah, uh, fair shout. Um, let's move on then to England versus Germany, which I think we might have said earlier that Belgium-Portugal is the biggest game. So then this one will for sure be the second biggest game of the, uh, of the round of 16. So what do we think is going to play out here? Uh, I'm going to let you start us off, Martin. This one is pretty difficult. Um, also because both teams have had their good games and, you know, have had their games where I'm like, yeah, this is not England, this is not Germany that we expect, right? So I think at the end, it's going to depend on which team, you know, has the most confidence runs the most you know has is, is the most energetic and also is the more uh, is the most efficient because it, it's going to be pretty close but i think if i have to pick a team um it's germany just because when i saw them play against portugal when they play good and i'm confident that they can you know they're they're world class and they actually you know in my opinion have a chance to maybe even win the whole tournament if they keep playing like that and even though England has had like a good game, and hopefully uh, Grealish will, you know, start, and he's just such a good player, and he can definitely make the difference and like launch an attack. But I think at the end of the day, you know, it all everything says not everything says, but you know, we've seen um, in other games so far, Germany has a really good record against England, and uh, they. I'm pretty sure they get a lot of confidence out of that as well. So Josh is obviously probably going to disagree, uh, disagree with me, but Germany will win with like a 2-1, I think. Right, well, let's see if he does. Joshua, what's your, what's your view on the game? Well, it's definitely going to be, in my opinion, they're rather fairly matched. But what I, but here's, the, here's what I think is the difference, because if we, if we look at how Germany have played recently... And they were all right against France, but they lacked that attacking edge. They did, they did uh, superb against Portugal, I'll have to admit that. But then the Hungary game just, it went to bits and that was just pure luck at the end, honestly. But, so they, they, they could do damage, 100%. You can't, you can't doubt that. But, but what I think is the tipping, what I think separates England from Germany and what I think could help England, what I think England could specialise in is that up to now we've seen 
some very strange lineups from Gareth Southgate. I mean, we look at this England squad and they were they're one of the favourites to win. And their squad is more than capable of doing that. There's, they have so many good players in that squad. But Gareth Southgate, for some reason, has chosen not to utilise that and play to his full strength. And that's the problem so far. So I think that... It, I think that England could win. I really think that they could. Also, we have to realise that this is this this game has a lot of history to it. The Germans in Euro '96. I mean, we all know what happened there, don't we? Germany and England went to penalties, and then the man himself, Gareth Southgate, knocked England out of the World Cup with that penalty. And I think that Gareth Southgate is going to want to beat Germany with all his heart. Like seriously. He is going to want revenge for Euro 96. So I think that if he plays to his assets and if he plays to his strengths, like Martin said, with Jack Grealish or, and maybe Bukayo Saka, as we've seen, he was superb. Maybe with Bukayo Saka, Sterling, Grealish, Kane, Maguire, Pickford, Stones, uh, Luke Shaw, maybe even with um, Mount or Chilwell, I think this could be an easy 2-0 for England if he plays to his strengths. But if he doesn't, then it could be, you know, I could I could see how it goes to penalties, to be honest. Very weird lineup you proposed there, Josh. No, um, no, obviously but... it's not. I'm just saying it's not a lineup. It's just a proposal. Yeah, but you're for... saying utilise the plays, which he hasn't been doing, though. He hasn't, though. He hasn't. You have to no, admit... No. He uh, Saka, Grealish, every time they get a chance, they absolutely shine and then they're back on the bench. I don't know what's going on there. But... Exactly. He needs to... I mean, England have been putting up pretty shambot. In my opinion, they're not exactly good performances Then because they, they could be doing so much more havoc. And... I mean, the problem for me with England is they've scored two goals against Scotland, Czech Republic and Croatia. At what? They did score against Scotland. I don't know what you're on about there, but... Yeah, they've scored two goals, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, they've scored two goals against Scotland, Czech Republic and Croatia in total. Yeah, but if we look at each of That's those... That's absolutely woeful. Yeah, it is. There's, no, there's 100%. no getting around that. No, 100%. 100%. And it's also, I'm woeful. getting really annoyed by all the England fans saying it's coming home after you've relied on Sterling to score two goals to even get you through the group stage. Like, what? But aside <laughs> from that, like, England's defence is good, yes. But... The attack's like, been not... It's not been... It's not been good. I'll admit that, 100%. England but, hasn't been good against Scotland, Czech Republic and Croatia, whereas Germany hasn't been good against Portugal, France and Hungary. I mean, Germany just have so much... Hard, have had so much harder games and they have a higher expected goal difference than England. And except for some defensive stats, they're beating England in almost every metric. But still... I'm not sure England are going to roll over, but for me, Germany, whoever wins this game is probably going to the final for me, but I think that one might be Germany, to be honest, because England, if Germany at least can score a goal at some reasonable point, then I think England really are in trouble because your, their attack isn't working. Yeah. But if, think... German, if Germany don't really get that attacking threat and if they sort of struggle 
because they don't have a striker, then that might be a problem for them. And I don't know what the situation with uh, Müller is. I don't know, is he going to be fit? I've no idea. But I think that, yeah, you. I don't think that it's going to be like, you know, 4-2 or 3-1 or anything. I think that it'll be 1-0, 1-1 or 2-0 type of thing. It could go to penalties as well. It could go to extra time. But I think that with the squad that England have, it is much better than the Germans. And I think Gareth Southgate, I am begging that he plays a stronger squad and he plays a good squad as well with the likes of Bukayo Saka, Jack Grealish and hopefully Kane shows up and Raheem Sterling. And even then, the, the squad depth of England is much better than Germany. So they could easily dominate that game, in my opinion. But they, they'll have to play the right players for that. For me, it's another case of France versus Portugal. I think England have a better squad, yet I think Germany going to win. Like I said, with Portugal having the better squad, yet I go, I th- I'm going with Belgium to win. I just don't think... I've been less and less impressed with Southgate as a manager. And if I, th- I think if he loses this, he's got to go, to be completely honest. Because if he goes into that game, plays negative football, doesn't get all of the good English players, that you know, the world-class... If he doesn't get them to do anything, then at some point, you know, it's going to be his fault. And it doesn't matter how much we like him. It just, if he isn't getting results, he's got to go. I I kind of agree with you there because I, you know that I like Gareth Southgate. I've always backed him despite the rough patches in his, in his time with England. But I think that what I, you know, what separates like, um, what I think differently to you is that if England play negative football, you know, sideways football, passing backwards and sideways and stuff like that, then if they lose by that means, yes, he has to go in my opinion. That is, that's the tipping point. I think that's, that. then it's done for him because I don't want to see this kind of football from England. But if he loses by playing good football, by if he even loses to a means by like penalties or something, then I think that it could be a possible positive. But my question for you also is that if this game went to penalties, for example, who do we think could win? Because we've seen, you know, the penalty error of Germany has sort of decreased over the years, and the penalty error of England has recently just taken off. So if this went to penalties, who do we favour? To be honest, I'm not really sure. I think Germany have the better goalkeeper, but on his day, Pickford can be great with penalties. And I possibly think that England have better penalty takers. I mean, they've got so much squad depth, so they can just sort of... I don't know, there's so many capable players of taking a penalty in there, which might not be the same case for Germany. Obviously, I don't know the Germany squad quite as well as I've, you know, mainly followed English football. But <clears throat> I still think, I think it's going to be a close one. And I, I don't want to say anything on penalties, to be honest with you, because I don't know. I think it depends a lot on the day Pickford's having. But let's move on to the final game, uh, Sweden versus Ukraine, where Sweden are favourites. But in my opinion, we shouldn't be counting out Ukraine and 
I'm a Sweden fan, so that's a bit weird for me to say, but I think Ukraine have a very fluent attack, and if Sweden sort of get pinned in their own box, that's a problem for Sweden. And I think Ukraine could could deal pretty well with you know what Sweden has to offer because there isn't a whole lot that Sweden has to offer, to be completely honest, going attacking-wise. And I don't know. I'm hoping Sweden does some sort of an Austria game where they just sort of edge Ukraine out uh, pretty easily. But on the other hand, Ukraine, Ukraine on their day can be really fluent in attack and on other days it can be just super confused and messy so i'm going to say 2-1 to sweden uh what do you think joshua well i am an england fan yes i am swedish yes but i'm you know i don't exactly i'm i'm a, I'm a swedish neutral i'll cheer for them even if it if it's against anyone but england but i'll also be really really harsh on them and I think the negative of Sweden so far has been this defensive football pass. Like, defensive football works for a bit, yes. But when you're constantly playing the 4-4-2 and defending after, for like, after taking the lead, it just hasn't worked for them, has it? I mean, look at the Poland game. They went, yes, they, they took the lead with two goals. That's a positive, 100%. That's the good bit. But then to, to concede two goals to one Lewandowski, I mean, you, it just shows how the Swedish defence can be broken down at a certain point. Yes, you can defend for like 60 minutes. It might work, yes. But then eventually it's going, it's going to be easy for the opposition to break it down. And that's what we saw against Poland. And also Sweden, you know, they have a decent attack, I'll be honest with you, yeah. But how they choose to utilise that attack is going gonna, is gonna to make the difference. I mean, they are, in some senses, like Burnley. So, I th and you know, when you, you can't exactly play that kind of football and expect to win the entire tournament. You can't exactly play 4-4-2, play defensive and expect to win. And, you know, the, um, the Ukraine game would be a big test. Because if Ukraine win, sorry, if Sweden win, they'll play either Germany or England. And they cannot do the 4-4-2 defensive. They can't do that. Because we've seen... I mean, they... if it's England, they probably can because England are so shit in attack. But I think either way, they're going to go out next round. So... I don't think that they'll... I, I, I don't think they'll go out, but I think it'll be like a 2-1. But I'm telling you now, Janne Andersson... He can't. He should. He can't play four four two and play defensive. He has to use that attack. He has to utilize Alexander Isak, Emil Forsberg, um, Marcus Bag, Sebastian Larsson. He has to start playing more attacking football. That it's as simple as that because they have potential up top. So he has to focus I'm, more on that. I'm not as convinced as you are. I'm not looking at that Swedish side and I'm thinking, oh dear, you know, there's two players three who actually like play decently outside of the Swedish league and like if you compare that I think they've done decent to be honest and it's working for them they beat Poland I guess that that's a very debatable thing but you still need to be able from a Swedish perspective 
I think it's kind of impressive that they got dominated and still managed to pull out a win because that's what they're going to have to do in the knockouts. And I think that's what's working with uh, Anderson's tactics. I think I think it's working. I think it's working brilliantly. They topped the group with a squad that's probably third best in the group on paper. And, you know, I think I think it's working fine for them. And... They weren't that solid against Lewandowski. But on the other hand, it's Lewandowski, isn't it? And I mean, you know, come on. It's... Ukraine doesn't really have Lewandowski. Okay, and... but no offence, but Poland, it's, it, wasn't, it wasn't Sweden 3, Poland 2. It was Sweden 3, Lewandowski 2. Sorry, but Poland, yeah, Poland are just a one-man team. Like, seriously, it's just Lewandowski. He tried and he really tried. The poor guy did everything he could, but he couldn't because he's a one-man team. If we look at a team like Ukraine, uh, Germany, England, or even the Netherlands, if they reach that far, it's a, it's more. They have more key figures, so I think that's we have to look at that as well. Yeah, yeah they're definitely losing to England or Germany, whoever plays then. But I still think they have a decent chance of beating Ukraine. Ukraine, yeah, maybe. But I, I think that they could go out with a 2-1. That's my prediction. A 2-1. Yeah, 2-1 yeah, to Sweden. But, you know, Ukraine could put up a fight, so it's hard to say. But Sweden on paper would definitely be happy with semi-finals. I mean, yeah, they would I, be I definitely happy. take that. So I don't think Anderson's doing a bad job or should be in any way criticised. I think he's doing a brilliant job. And it's neat. It's tidy. It's, you know... He's utilising the squad and it's sort of, it's working. I mean, to be completely honest, they've gone unbeaten this whole year, I think. I don't think so, he's doing a brilliant job, but I don't think he's doing an awful job. I think he's in the middle and I think Sweden are, you know, just playing average football. It's very default football. That, yeah, that's... We've, seen, we've seen teams win before like that. Remember um, Greece, they they did not play good. I mean, they played good, but very defensive style, right? A bit like Sweden, right? So the first couple of minutes, you know, the first 60 minutes, they play very defensive and they're pretty good at it. Um, and I cannot see Ukraine break through their defense. And then, you know, they have that counter. They have really good um, forward offensive players. Um, and in my opinion, Sweden is going to be able to, you know, get one goal, lucky or not, and then just lock down their defence even more. And I think they're going to win with 2-0 because in the last few minutes, Ukraine is just going to give it their all. And then we're just going to see a 90-minute goal from, I don't know, Berg, Forsberg or Isaac with like an amazing run. He's so, got a point. He's got a point. Martin does have a point. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think we're sort of in unison in that game. So... So far on the episode, we've gone through all the fixtures to come uh, from the round of 16 and given our opinions on each team and each matchup. So it only makes sense to follow up with our bracket predictor. If you don't know uh, how to play bracket predictor or tournament predictor, it's a feature on the Euro 2020 app or website. If you like me and just absolutely hate the app, uh, everyone starts off on a clean slate for the knockout rounds. But let's get into our predictions and... All you guys have to say which teams you expect to progress from each game 
uh, in the brackets and form a final. And then we'll be discussing the final, maybe next game, maybe next episode, or just when the final comes around and we've all predicted the wrong teams for the final. Um, so, Joshua, do you want to size off with your predictions? I'll do this quickly. I'll just go down the the column of what it what it presents on the app. So Belgium, Portugal. I say Portugal in the quarters. Italy, Austria, Italy. So Portugal versus Italy. Then we have France versus Switzerland. I think France, realistically, Croatia, Spain, Croatia. So we have France, Croatia in the quarters as well. Sweden, I think, could take a uh, a 2-1-1 against Ukraine, so they could be in the quarters. Then I said England to win against Germany. So Sweden, England will be a matchup in my opinion. The Netherlands versus Czech Republic. Uh, Netherlands, easy, should be fairly simple. Um, and then Wales versus Denmark. Um, I said that Denmark would take the win. So I have... So I'll just start with the quarters then. Portugal versus Italy, I said Italy to win. France versus Croatia, I said France to win. Sweden versus England, I said England to win. Netherlands versus Denmark, I would like Denmark to win, but ideal, but realistically, the Netherlands are, are probably will win. And then in the semis, Italy versus France, I actually say Italy. They look very convincing this year. And then England versus the Netherlands, I've been a bit biased here and I've gone England. So my final would be England versus Italy. And I will say Italy, I think, will edge it out. Sure. So um, Belgium, Portugal, in my opinion, Belgium is going to win. And Italy will win against Austria as well. Then France will win against Switzerland. And Spain will win against Croatia. Then I think Sweden will win um, against Ukraine. Germany will win against England. Um, the Netherlands will easily win against Czech Republic and hopefully Denmark can win against Wales. Uh, then we have Belgium-Italy, which is very close game for me. And I don't really... I want to say Belgium uh, because I'm obviously biased there. But in my opinion, uh, it's, it's different. I'm going to say Belgium because uh, I'm very biased there, obviously. Um, I'm going to admit that as well. Then France will win from Spain. Germany will win from Sweden pretty easily. And the Netherlands will win from Denmark. Then Belgium will lose, lose against France. So France will go to the finals. And I think the Netherlands will be able to win against Germany. Uh, because so far they've been playing really well. But obviously they have to be tested. Um, because we've not seen them play against like a really good country. Um, and then at the end, France will win against the Netherlands. Interesting, Shades. Um, I'm going... I had pretty similar to Martin up until the semi-finals, but I'll just go through it again. I think Belgium will beat Portugal, Italy to beat Austria, France to beat Switzerland, Spain to beat Croatia, Sweden to beat Ukraine, Germany to beat England, Netherlands to beat the Czech Republic, and Denmark to beat Wales. So for my quarterfinals, I've got uh, Belgium versus Italy, where for me, Italy are probably going through. Um, it's a tough one, though. They... They've, they haven't really been tested so far, so I'll be not that confident in that one, to be honest. Uh, then we've got France versus Spain. I think France are going to edge Spain there, feeling pretty confident. Then we've got Sweden versus Germany. I think it's probably going to be pretty confident for Germany. Then, uh, finally, Netherlands versus Denmark, where I put Denmark through, because I think, I think Denmark... I, I don't know, I trust Denmark, and they've put up really good expected goal stats as well they're best on expected goal difference 
ahead of Belgium in their group. So I think I have a bit of confidence there in Denmark, to be honest. And then for the semi-finals, I've got Italy versus France. I put Italy through on the basis that they beat Belgium, in which I think they'll have some big game experience and could probably beat France. But that one, I, I really don't know, it's a toss-up for me. And then I put Germany to beat Denmark because I think Germany are better side than the Netherlands and will edge out Denmark. So then for the final, I have Italy versus Denmark. Where? Okay, I'm sorry. How can you say mine's unrealistic, but his is fair? Yeah, favorite. I gotta agree with Josh. I don't think Denmark is making. Yeah, yeah no offense. I li- I like Denmark. Okay, I like Denmark I like them. No, they're not they, making they, a they final. They played at their best against Belgium, and they still lost. Yeah, so they're, they're at the good side of the bracket, but uh, I, the Netherlands will win from them, I think, pretty easily. Okay, here's the expected stats, okay? Denmark in Group B have an expected goal difference of 3.3. Belgium have one of 1.7, and then Russia and Finland are both woeful. On the stats, Denmark has been the better team, and I think, I think that's pretty interesting, to be honest. And... Maybe Netherlands will be good, but we've seen all of their defensive problems. And I just don't think it's as... I don't really rate the Netherlands. Then I'm not as confident on the other side of the table, to be honest. But I still think... I think the the Danes could really give the Netherlands a tough time. And especially if the Netherlands still haven't sorted out the five at the back. Because... They haven't really been challenged by this team. And I think Denmark could be... Denmark could pull off a shocker there, to be honest. And with the Italy going through, I'm not I'm not confident again with that. It's mainly because I put Italy at the start of the podcast as my winners. I don't know. To be honest, they could easily lose against either France or Belgium. I don't know. I just put Italy through because... You know what? I, I will... Think... Sorry, but... No offence here, mate. Denmark have been playing good football, but again, do you really expect them to win against England or the Netherlands? I, I like seriously. Germany I know. No, no. I put Germany through the Netherlands yeah, against Denmark. Hang on, I just wait. Put Den- what I put problem? Denmark to pull a shocker against the Netherlands, but then they're going to go out against Germany. I mean, come Look, on. I, no offence, but like the it's Netherlands are good. Is- pretty realistic i think that kind of depends on how france plays against italy or how belgium plays against italy but i just think that denmark is just not going to go to the finals it, it will obviously you know if they do that would be amazing because of what happened with ericsson but yeah, the chances wait, of them I, really... wait i don't think denmark's going to the final though you just said italy you versus denmark that. No, I, my my final is Italy versus Germany. Germany are going to beat Denmark. Okay, yeah, that's more realistic. Now I don't. Yeah, know. I just put Denmark to beat the Netherlands. I said nothing. I think Germany are regular to have a go through that. You said you said your final was Italy versus Denmark. Yeah, I heard that as well. Okay, then I said it wrong. Uh, okay. My final anyway is Italy versus Germany. Okay, that's more realistic. Fair yeah. enough. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Yeah, for me, just the, the team that is winning is coming from the left bracket. You know, France, Italy, maybe Belgium. I think they will win, for sure. Yeah. Unless they're, like, tired from having to go through, like, 120 minutes of football, whereas the others just have to play 90 because it's easier teams. Yeah, yeah that's another Athletes still there. I think that won't affect them as much. Um, but, yeah. That could I mean, be it could. 
I mean, it could. I mean, you have to realise that, what, it's like five substitutions. That's, yeah, I mean, it's a fairly decent amount. But at the same time, you don't want to be subbing off your, your main players, especially in extra time. So it could come down to... Well, what, you know, one of the things I think about is that in extra time, you know, when you're playing 120 minutes max, it, in, those, in those types of situations, it does sort of come down to who can take a free kick, who can take the corner... It's sort of those set pieces that could edge it out. That's the thing with extra time. So yeah, uh, yeah. I mean everyone's really tired. So exactly. you sort of got the stamina and who's got the best squad depth to get like energetic subs in. I think exactly. Yeah. Also, also like even if your best player is a bit tired, you're not gonna. I doubt. Like even if Harry Kane is like no, no, that's a bad example. Even if Insigne is a bit tired, you know, you, I, I don't think they would sum him off. So it does come down to, like, those sort of key moments where you can capitalise on it. But, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, it could go either uh, way, though. With, with extra time, it could go either way. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up our fourth episode of Pub Time Euro 2020. Hope you picked up on a few of our insightful analyses and predictions. Be sure to follow at PubTimeFooty on Twitter as well as follow the podcast PubTimeFooty for updates and notifications on news regarding the pod. We're only a few hours away from our first kickoff in Amsterdam uh, for the first of the eight round of 16 games. Thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you in the quarterfinals. Bye. <laughs>